It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions every day of basketball and hockey playoffs. DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part? It's free for you to get a shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's game and track your results throughout the evening. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It's Friday, May 28th. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Friday uh, NHL card, which is just one game, which means we're coming to the end of the first round uh, when there's only one game on tap. But it is a dandy, and it's the kind of game everybody gets excited for. Uh, every hockey fan, uh, every sports fan knows there's no such thing like a Game 7, and we're going to see that tonight. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, and the Vegas Golden Knights Game 7. Winner moves on to the West Division Final Series uh, to take on the Colorado Avalanche uh, in the next round, uh, and we will have one of those teams move forward tonight. We'll tee up that game. We'll give you sides, totals. I'll even mention a few props that I like uh, in that game. Since it's the only game, it's a standalone game. We'll uh, give you a couple props on the game as well uh, tonight. But before we do that, we'll look back at last night. We'll start with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. And like I said uh, on Twitter, as well as uh, my other social media platforms, come on, this is the Toronto Maple Leafs, guys. You know they're not going to do anything easily. Uh, that's just the way it is with them. Uh, a chance to win their first playoff series in 17 years at home in Game 5, wrap it up, and they basically have probably the worst start they've had of this entire series. 3-0, uh, uh, early deficit by the early part of the second period, uh, two nothing after the first. Uh, Montreal, give them credit; they finally figured it out. It took them till game five, but let's throw pucks and bodies toward the net as much as possible, and it definitely benefited Montreal in terms of their uh, their offense, which or boosting their offense, which had been non-existent through the first four games of the series. It was embarrassing to be honest that the Canadians have four goals in four games. And William Nylander alone for the Leafs has that same number of goals in those four games. And uh, the Habs last night get four goals just in game five, matching their output from games one through four collectively. So uh, give them credit. They had to get something going offensively. They did that last night, uh, and they were able to win 4-3. They blew a 3 nothing lead, and the Leafs tied it. And even with the Leafs having momentum, 
going into overtime, the Leafs still just can't close the door on a playoff series, which had been a recurring theme uh, the last few years. Uh, a turnover at the blue line by Galchenyuk results in a 2-on-0 rush for the Habs, finished off by Nick Suzuki, and the Habs win 4-3 in overtime and force a Game 6 back in Montreal Saturday night, back in a building that for the first time in a North Division Canadian city will have fans in attendance. Not a lot, 2,500. It's not a lot compared to what other buildings have allowed in terms of capacity, but it's something. And it's going to give, obviously, the Canadians a little bit uh, enthusiasm and energy having even just uh, 2,500 in attendance for Game 6 Saturday night. And now we've got ourselves a little bit of a series on our hands here. And if you're the Leafs, don't let this go any further. Saturday night, Game 6, they have won both games in Montreal in this series. Find a way to end it because I'm saying this right now. And Leaf fans, you're lying to yourself if you don't agree with me here. If this somehow gets back to a Game 7, Monday night in Toronto, you damn well know the pressure is on your shoulders. The pressure is on you in Game 7 to get the job done. It ain't on the team that won last night, the Montreal Canadiens. All the pressure and expectations of this being the best Leaf team to make a deep Stanley Cup playoff run is this year. That's the expectations and a pressure of the team to meet those expectations or at least give themselves a chance to meet those expectations in a Game 7 win would be immense pressure. So if you're the Leafs, don't wait around. You want to finish this off Saturday night if you can, but now you've breathed some life into the Habs. They've got some offensive confidence now going into Game 6. Carey Price continues to play extremely well. It ain't going to be easy to finish off the Montreal Canadiens, and we did see the Montreal Canadiens prove that last night in the Game 5 overtime win. Alex, what was your thoughts on Leafs-Habs last night? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought when, you know, once we saw Toronto start to make that comeback, I thought for sure they were going to, you know, be able to wrap up things and finally wrap this series up because they know, like I said, the pressure's already building on them. But now for them to lose in OT, like you said, now I have to go back to Montreal, play in front of fans. Uh, and some of the quotes that I was reading on Twitter from players, they're saying, you know, we got to treat this like game seven. This is this is our must-win game right now. Uh, and that says a lot because, like you said, you know, if they do end up losing and going back home for game seven, you know, if they're putting that much energy into this game six and they can't find a way to win, uh, that might be the, you know, the nail in their coffin as far as, you know, another series blown uh, in that game seven. So they're taking it seriously. They know, you know, obviously they're hearing the rumblings every single day about the drought. Uh, and so they want to they want to end this thing. And uh, I think we're going to see a great effort from both teams, just like we did in, in this last game. Like I said, it, Toronto started off slow. Montreal, you know, finally figured out a way to to get some offense generated. But Toronto, I mean, they're still a the better team. They were able to, to get that comeback and force overtime. Uh, now they got to kind of flip the script and, and be the team to start off uh, fast and early in that game six. Yeah, definitely a critical game. If you ask me, like we'll get into the game more tomorrow on Saturday's show. But if you ask me, I think the Leafs are going to end the series tomorrow night but uh, again am i willing to really go nuts with a bet on that probably not but uh, definitely it's important for the leafs uh to try to finish it in game six the other series did come to an end last night uh, in game six the carolina hurricanes and the nashville predators man was i getting sick of this nashville team this rope-a-dope style this sit back sit back sit back you know let carolina come at us capitalize on the few chances we get although i will say this to be honest with you last night Nashville, for the first time, I think, had the better of the play 
uh, in one game. And I think you could make a legit case that Carolina had the better of the play in the first five games of this series. I don't think you can make that argument last night. I think Nashville actually carried the play more often than not toward Carolina, especially in the la- in the uh, first two periods. I thought Nashville actually was the slightly better team in the first two periods of that game. However, Carolina most definitely flipped the script uh, in the third period. It was the UC Soros show, and they were really coming after Nashville, trailing that game 3-2 to two, uh, in the third period, and the puck was in the Nashville zone pretty much the entire period. And UC Soros was made a couple of highlight reel outstanding saves. Eventually, the dam burst. What a great tying goal by the Carolina, which really saved my neck, to be honest with you. Think about it. I had the over five and a half in the game. So that 3-3 goal cashed that. The 3-3 goal ensured that my go out on a limb and lay minus 230 with Carolina draw double chance would have a very good chance to get home and get to the win column. And obviously all it needed to do was get to overtime, which it did. Uh, so that goal was huge for that. And of course, Carolina minus one and a half games in the series to keep that afloat. Um, I needed that tying goal. So it was a huge goal. I really, that's about as uh, excited as I've been uh, in this first round to see a goal go in. Uh, when Dougie Hamilton scored that 3-3 goal last night, great play off the faceoff. You talk about good coaching by Brindamore. Set, that was a set play uh, off the faceoff. Get, uh, activate Hamilton from the blue line. Get him going to the net. Trust in Ajo to win the draw. Get uh, Hamilton to the net. They, they're not going to expect it. Nobody's there covering him, and it's a tap-in goal uh, for the 3-3 goal. Outstanding play design. You don't often think of play designs in the NHL, Alex. You think of it in the NBA. You think of it in NFL. Football playbook, basketball playbook, call plays out of timeouts in the NBA, for example. You don't normally think of that in the NHL as much, but set faceoff play was clearly on display there for Carolina with a really well executed uh, faceoff play, resulting in the Dougie Hamilton uh, game tying goal with a few minutes to go. Uh, and then I was set, getting ready for maybe a long overtime, uh, and it was anything but long. It only took barely over a minute as Jacob Slavin. Gut, gutting it out through pain and injuries throughout this entire series. Arguably one of the best blue liners on this Carolina team. Uh, seeing eye shot from the point beats UC Soros and the Hurricanes win in overtime. And that sealed the deal for my minus one and a half games on Carolina, which comes in and actually made it a profitable first round with my series bets. I needed that for my for profitability in the first round. I had a Florida t- Florida lost. The seven games for Florida-Tampa lost, but I had Boston that one, Pittsburgh that lost, and I was relying, and I had Minnesota-Vegas to go seven that one, and that's what really helped. That plus 240 number on Minnesota-Vegas to go seven games, that cashed, and I would just need a Carolina to come in. It was one of my bigger series bets, minus one and a half games, and it got there. So because of that, a profitable uh, result with the series bets thankfully last night but that close see how thin the margin can be that close maybe to be in a a down money with the series bets but uh, thankfully Carolina comes through Uh, props to Nashville for as much as I've ridiculed this team this season scrappy pesky feisty as all get out and I'll even give some tip of the cap here to Johansson and Duchesne and some of these previously I've called them stiffs I've called them invisible men on the ice you can't find them with a telescope these guys Duchesne scored a couple of big goals. Johansson had a goal last night, so they played better. Let's give them some credit for that, but Carolina just too much. 
They were still the better team for the majority of the series, and now they will advance to the second round and set up what should be one hell of a Central Division final series. Uh, them and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending Stanley Cup champions. This is a damn good series on paper. I'm looking forward to seeing it play out. Uh, Alex, thoughts and takeaways from Carolina advancing. Yeah, like you said, Nashville put up a hell of an effort considering how good Carolina's been playing lately. And like I said, UC Soros in that third period was absolutely sensational. That could have been uh, a 6-2 or 7-2 Carolina route if he wasn't playing uh, even half as well as he was in that third period. Like I said, they just, you know, Hurricanes just attacking and dominating uh, in the opposing zone throughout that whole time. But, uh, you know, this is a, a tough, gritty series, and maybe this is a good thing for Carolina. You know, if, how you know, if, as opposed to getting a four-game sweep in this spot, they're just battle-tested enough. Hopefully, they're not too fatigued to where now they can, you know, prepare for uh, a Tampa Bay offense that you know is going to be much more potent uh, than what they saw from Nashville. Uh, this is kind of, you know, like I said, you, should, you know, they're sharpening the sword a little bit now to get ready for what's going to be, uh, I think possibly the best series of this whole postseason uh potentially i think it's going to be a lot of fun but uh you know i had the carolina uh series i had it under five and a half games that missed but i did tell you and, and had a piece of that uh minus one and a half which cashed and great luck uh you know tailing this first period over as we were still getting plus money even last night uh cashing those so uh kind of sad to see this matchup in from that aspect but uh definitely looking forward to the canes and the lightning in round two yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that carries over because we saw a lot of early goals in the Tampa-Florida series as well. We saw a lot of early goals, first period overs in the Nashville-Carolina uh, series. Now with Carolina-Tampa Bay meeting up, are we going to see more first period overs? Something to keep an eye on. Uh, maybe something you could capitalize on as that series begins on Sunday, by the way. They have confirmed game one of that series. Tomorrow, the Saturday show, uh, Alex will be along with me for that. Uh, we will look at the second round series that are set in stone. Obviously we can't preview the North division final because we're waiting on Toronto, Montreal to finish, but tomorrow we'll preview Boston and the Islanders. We'll preview uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. And we'll also preview Vegas or Colorado against the winner of Vegas, Minnesota uh, on tomorrow's show, just an overall series preview uh, with those three series. And of course we'll talk Montreal, Toronto and Boston Islanders, the two games specifically uh, taking place tomorrow. Uh, game six with the Leafs Habs. Game one, uh, East Division final Bruins Islanders uh, tomorrow night uh, as well. So that's coming up on tomorrow's show. But now for today's show, before we wrap it up, we're breaking down game seven. It's time. Uh, Minnesota Wild, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it should be exciting. Can't wait to see how it plays out. We've got Vegas here in that minus 175, minus 180. A home favorite range here for game seven. The total five, five and a half. There's some fives out there. And there's some five and a half. So if you like the under, get a five and a half. If you like the over, get a five. Uh, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to get either of those looks, depending on which side of the fence you sit on when it comes to the total. I actually have a specific th uh, thought process in mind for how I'm going to strategy for how I'm going to bet this game from a total standpoint. I think it's going to start off slow. I really do. I think game seven, you're going to see early in the game. It's going to be low scoring. I, I, I wouldn't uh, hate a first period under tonight in this game and I think it could open up later and certainly we'll be interested in third period over elimination game for both teams of course because it's game seven depending especially off one of the teams is ahead going into the third period that's going to make that third period over look even stronger so uh, that's what I'm looking at I'm looking at low scoring early first period under one and a half and then looking at a live over after the first 
and certainly a third period over if one of these two teams has the lead going into that final period. It's basically a strategy Alex has echoed a few times uh, on the show in the past. The slow start and then bet a live over after that. I think this is that perfect game to do it because I think early in the game, feeling out process, no one wants to make that first critical error, that first critical gaffe or turnover with the puck. I think both goalies are going to show up ready. Cam Talbot, who's been terrific in this series. I think Marc-Andre Fleury, especially early, is going to be on point because I don't think he liked the way that ended for him. Uh, in the third period. I don't think he could have done much about the goals, but still, he's a competitive player who's very critical of his own work, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, and he's going to say he's going to want to be better, especially early in the game. I could see that. So I'm looking under early, over live uh, after the first period is kind of the way I'm going. From a side perspective, there's no way I'm laying a buck 80 with Vegas. It's as simple as that. I mean, Minnesota's got momentum on their side. Uh, they've certainly gotten, and they've gotten Kaprizov and Fiala going. Like they both contributed in the game five win, and they are the two got the players that have been the key, the the straw that has stirred the Minnesota Wild drink all season long for them offensively, and to see them get on the scoreboard in in the win the other night, I think that is big time for the Minnesota Wild going into tonight's game. So I would look at a Caprice. I would look at I would stick from a goal scoring prop standpoint. I'd stick to the top heavy guys tonight in a game of this magnitude. Minnesota Fiala. Kaprizov, I'm interested in goal-scoring props for them. Mark Stone is a big-game player for the Vegas Golden Knights. you got to think he's worth a look in terms of scoring a goal tonight as well. I'm interested in all of those. I don't know if I'm interested in a bunch more with uh, the Golden Knights. They were trying to hope, at least, that they could maybe get uh, Max Pacioretty back for a Game 7 tonight. I don't think it's going to happen, to be quite honest with you, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, right now, the latest update on him uh, is, again, a game-time decision. But I think if he was for sure going to play, he would have been ruled in by now. So I'm a little bit more on the doubtful side. They're saying game-time decision. I'm a little bit more on the doubtful side that Pacioretty's going to play tonight. And it feels like they, it might be a forced situation you know, if he does indeed play. Keep in mind, he's been out since May 1st. This is a long period of time. It's been basically a month. You're going to throw him in 12 games on the shelf with that injury. You're going to throw him in there in a game seven. Now they could use him. They could use his offense, but that's the balancing act that uh, Peter DeBoer and the Vegas Golden Knights coaching staff has to go through in deciding whether or not they include Max Pacioretty uh, on the line in the lineup tonight uh, for this seventh and deciding game. So that's pretty much it. Um, over first pe- or under first period is probably something I'll look at live over after that and certainly a third period over or an in-game third period over to maybe wait a bit till the first timeout second tv timeout of the third period and then get in on that over at that point get a better number at that time maybe take a chance that the first 10 minutes of the third period goes scoreless and we have seen that with a couple of the games here that have been elimination games in the first round so those are my approaches and goal score props i'm keeping it to the big guns fiala kaprizov stone uh, they're the guys I would target in, in this kind of game. Your big top players have your best players have to be your best players. It's a cliche, but I would expect that to be the case for both of these teams. The best players stepping up, and if you're going to get goals, I think it comes from the big guns in a game of this magnitude. Alex, what's your thoughts here? Game seven, winner take all, wild the Golden Knights. Yeah, it's going to be exciting because we, you know Vegas is going home, a place where they have yet to to clinch a playoff series. Uh, and this is a wild team that historically has not hadn't done well in game sevens. They had Bruce Boudreaux as their coach, who's arguably the worst game seven coach in NHL history. 
And now they're going up against Peter DeBoer, who's 5-0 and lifetime in Game 7s uh, throughout his career. Of course, he got that one uh, with San Jose against uh, Vegas. So this is going to be a really interesting game, obviously. You know, the fact that Minnesota was able to come back the way that they did uh, these last two and really three games in the fact of where they started off hot early, you know, and then kind of weathered the storm and the onslaught of, of, of shots from the Golden Knights was still hanging on the win. It shows that, you know, strength and determination that they had in the middle of, of the regular season, honestly, uh, the, the stretch that got them to this point. So they have to keep that that mentality that, you know, you know, we can withstand anything. Uh, even if Vegas scores first, we can't, you know, can't just just beat ourselves mentally and take ourselves out of the game. They got to stay and play a full 60 minutes, if not more, uh, to try and, and accomplish this. You know, I have uh, the series price with Minnesota plus 225. So I'm not going to jump in anything uh, pregame. It's going to be all in-game for me. And I'm kind of looking the same thing. You are alive over uh, some point in after the first period. Uh, definitely have the third period over. I'm seeing in one book you can get third period over pregame minus $1.45. That's a bit steep, but I wouldn't talk anybody out of that because you may not get uh, – I know some books haven't even put up th- third period overs individually. You've had to play the live over and, and adjust it, yep. and you may not be getting a goal and a half. You may have to end up being laying, technically laying two goals uh, with that number. So you have to kind of adjust accordingly. But this is definitely going to be uh, you know, a, a great in-game uh, spot as far as betting goes. So that's, that's what I'll be doing. I'll have it posted on my Twitter, uh, which, which plays I make in-game tonight. Yeah, Chris Otto's in our chat. He's the uh, the NHL period totals charts guru on Twitter. If you follow him, and he likes the uh, no goal in the first ten minutes uh, prop in this game. And yeah, I I could see that. That fits my narrative. That's for sure. That I think it's going to be a lower scoring start to this game, and then it'll open up. So that's exactly what I've got in mind. You know, that exact strategy. You know, maybe zero, no score, one nothing, first period, uh, and then things open up a bit and jump on the live over. Uh, in this game, I would lean full game. Certainly at five, I would lean to the full game over uh, at that number. Um, but I, I think I might wait till after that first period, see if I can get a, a better number with it uh, in this one. And like I said, I'm a, in terms of Minnesota, I, I, I lean Minnesota. I don't know if I'm going to bet the plus, you know, 155, 160. Dylan Turner has been watching and paying attention. And I love that uh, Dylan Turner has been doing that because I mentioned the draw double chance that I liked it on Carolina last night. And it was a little pricey last night on the Carolina Hurricanes to bet that. You could bet that with the Minnesota Wild tonight at minus 130, minus 120 to minus 130 in that range, depending on which book you're looking at. So the Minnesota Wild draw double chance, once again, which is minus 120 to minus 130. What that is, is if three out of four possibilities will cash that bet. A Minnesota win in any form, regulation or overtime, you win the bet. If the game goes to overtime, regardless of who wins the game, you win the bet still. That's the beauty of that draw double chance Minnesota, which is minus 120 to minus 130. The only way you lose that bet is a Vegas and regulation win. That's the only way it doesn't come through for you. Now, if you want to take that chance, I actually would in this case. I'd want that security. This has tight game feel to it. No question about that. The draw could be live, just the draw standalone uh, by itself. Uh, you know, you could get the uh, draw right now here uh, in this game as I go back to uh, take a look at it uh, around plus 300. Yeah, you know, the draw is very much live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The draw is live in this game. But I think if you want to isolate my 
strongest stance in terms of the side. You know I'm going to be looking under early, over in-game. But from a side perspective, my strongest opinion was probably liking that draw double chance at around minus 120 to minus 130 on Minnesota. I'd like to have this that the, the team with momentum in my pocket, that being Minnesota, and the fact that they could go to overtime, lose the game, lose the series, and I still cash that bet. I like the I like that idea. I like the idea of that quite a bit, actually. So that Minnesota Wild draw, a double chance, minus 120 to minus 130, definitely is something that uh, I'm looking at very, very much here uh, in this Game 7 uh, tonight. Uh, great stuff, uh, Alex. Uh, that is it. Uh, like we say, a little shorter show today with just the one game. But tomorrow we'll have a good show because we're going to break down Canadians-Leafs Game 6 uh, as well as in the first round, as well as Islanders Bruins game one, they'll get their series underway. And we'll also do like a mini playoff series, second round series preview show as well. We'll talk Bruins Islanders series in general, the Hurricanes Lightning series as a whole, and as well, Colorado against either Vegas or Minnesota. We'll tee up that series as well uh, on tomorrow's show. So join us for that. Remember, noon Eastern. Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific with our shows on the weekends. Uh, Before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, It's a great time of year. Daily, you've got the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB. Uh, When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you sign up for an account, you'll get deposit bonuses, weekly specials, weekly incentives, bet boosts. Uh, You'll get cash games. There's all kinds that you can get of different things you can get involved with using DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. And for all of you that are giving me compliments for the uh, Tristan Jari Penguins rant yesterday, I appreciate that. That was, uh, it angered me. It angered me significantly, as you can tell. Uh, And uh, yeah, I had to get it off the chest and uh, we certainly didn't hold anything back. So appreciate the uh, comments uh, about that from uh, yesterday's show. All right, it is best bets time for this uh, Friday edition. Obviously, we just got the one game to choose from. Uh, Alex, if there was a best bet in this game for you, whether it's a side, a total, a first period, a prop, uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, actually, like a goal-scoring prop tonight. I like Joel Arison at plus 275 to get a goal. He's got two. He should have had four. Uh, a couple of them were called back, and he took a little bit of a, of a bump uh, last game. He said he's okay, should be ready to roll. But uh, he's been one of the catalysts offensively for this wild team. Very underrated, great two-way player. But he's gotten his offensive game rolling throughout the season. I like him for the, to score a goal tonight. So uh, Eric Zanek, plus 275, that's my best bet tonight. Yeah, good price. And he's obviously scored multiple goals in this series already. Joel Erickson Eck, Minnesota Wild, plus 275 to score a goal tonight in Game 7. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Dylan Turner in the chat. Glad he mentioned the betcast. I did want to mention that. I was almost about to forget to mention it. We will have one, at least one next week. Uh, Date to be announced. Uh, We'll confer uh, over the weekend, Jimmy, Alex, and I, and we'll set a date over the weekend for the betcast next week. It'll be during the second round for sure. Uh, and uh, looking forward to it. Um, you know, so we'll pick a night. It'll probably be you know mid to later part of the week. Uh, next week is probably what we're looking at. We'll make sure every series gets underway first in the second round. Then we'll schedule. So it'll probably be expected to be like a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday uh, next week. That's the target right now for uh, our next betcast. So uh, looking forward to it. We've had two so far. Again, the schedule is a little bit jumbled this week, so we uh, avoided having one this week. But, uh, no, it, it's been enjoyable. It's been a lot of fun. It's been nice to see faces and hear voices of our viewers and our listeners. It's been great to have that camaraderie, that sense of family, community. 
really. It's a really a nice guys community, and you guys make it that way, tuning in uh, each and every day on the YouTube channel, uh, listening and downloading every day to the podcast version of the show. You guys make this show what it is. You guys keep it going, and you're the reason why we want to keep it going. So we thank you again each and every day for that. Uh, my best bet uh, for this game, uh, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with that Minnesota draw double chance. Again, slim pickings. It's one game. Uh, It's minus 120 to minus 130, depending on the book you're looking at. Uh, Much better price, obviously, than last night for three of four outcomes that could be in my favor. Minnesota to win in any form and even a Vegas win in overtime, and I would still win that bet. The only thing we can't have happen is Vegas in regulation. I'll take that chance. Minnesota draw, double chance, minus 120, minus 130, depending on the book. That'll be my uh, best bet for this Game 7 tonight with the Wild and the Golden Knights. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, the Ice Guys is on YouTube live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. Check it out there on the podcast. Alex B. Smith for him. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy Game 7. We don't always have them, but enjoy them when they are, when they are here. We've got one tonight with Minnesota and Vegas. Enjoy Game 7 between the Wild and the Golden Knights tonight. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.